Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Calling It A Day with Chloe and Cleo. Um, A few episodes back, I think like five episodes ago, we did a little review, uh, which was different for us. We did a review of a movie called Soul, so if you haven't listened to that, go back to that episode. But today we're going to be reviewing something different, um, a Netflix series, as you may or may not know from the title, depending on what it's titled. We are going to talk about the Netflix series Bling Empire. Um, for those of you guys that don't know what Bling Empire is, it's essentially an American reality TV show. Um, think Crazy Rich Asians, but 40-minute episode form. And it's like a little... Crazy Rich Asians mixed with, like, Real Housewives vibe. Yeah, I was gonna say, it's not... The vibe is not as classy as Crazy Rich Asians, um, but, yeah, it, it just features, I think, like, 8 to 10 truly wealthy Asians and Asian Americans in LA just living their life and it's a little fun friend group and um, I'm not usually one to watch TV shows let alone like trashy TV shows because I'm just like it makes me feel guilty but I other hand love love the trashy TV I have no qualms about the trashiest TV Yes, but I started watching it. Cleo watched, like, an episode, and I think I watched... You know what? I watched Cleo start an episode, and I watched, like, five minutes of it, and I was like, eh, whatever. And she blazed through the series, and then I followed after. Um, and you know what? It is a very good show. <laughs> um, I feel like you ended up liking it a lot more than I did. I was just like, it's just another thing to have on in the background. But for you, you were like, wow. It was just, like, such a perfect blend of light fun and like trashy content with um you know glamour and like the LA life that's really intriguing but then there was also so much meaning um but also the Asian American representation right right there's just something about like I don't know I I watched some um I guess interviews of the people in the show and a lot of them echoed that Crazy Rich Asians really paved the way for Bling Empire because one of the, I guess, co-producers of the show had been brainstorming this for like six years, but there just was no platform for this and there was no, um, I guess like no buy-in, like no one really wanted to take this idea anywhere, but when Crazy Rich Asians kind of blew up and really put Asian Americans on the map, I guess, within kind of our generation, then the dots started connecting a little bit. I don't know, without getting too much into the the details of the show, like, there's not necessarily character development. I don't know, so much, like I said, meaning behind it. I think it really highlights um, a lot of the Asian American, like, focus on family and the importance of um, our upbringing and just to see how their culture is so ingrained in them. I think, like, watching it, I was like, oh, like, I totally resonate with, well, why does it say resonate like that? <laughs> I totally resonate with that. Um, and they kind of just take you along to such, like, crazy rides. Like, yeah, they go to, like, parties and clubs and things that, like, I would never, you know, even have access to. But at the same time, there are so many human moments where they just talk about, like, you know, reconnecting with a parent or just, like, going through certain hardships and, like, it's just so real. I don't know. What did you think of it? 
I mean, again, I thought it was just like a fun, easy breezy watch, but I was also pleasantly surprised, I would say, like that they touched on a lot of like real deep topics. Um, also, there was a lot of like spirituality sprinkled in, mm-hmm. like a lot of prayer and stuff. And like some people were Protestant, some people were Buddhist. And if you watch the show, you'll see that they like hire this um I don't know, this person that, like, can, I don't know, see into, like, the spirit world or something, and then he, like, translates it into drawings. I don't know. There's, like, a lot of stuff like that, and there's, like, a palm reader and a shaman. There's, like, a lot going on, and I'm, like, wow, I didn't realize that. I guess, like, especially being in our own bubble of sorts, like, we just don't ever consider those things. But kind of seeing them experience you know like a palm read or tarot card reading or like and then like a spirit reader whatever and then seeing it be so impactful impactful and like accurate for them it was kind of a strange thing and granted like it's a tv show so i take it with a grain of salt but um it definitely opens your eyes to just like different things but i think one thing um kevin who is uh the only like not rich person in the show he just happens to be friends with all these rich people in one of the interviews I watched of him, he was just saying like he's had so many people reach out to him saying that they connect with the show and they weren't even Asian American. And so I think for some people, they're like, I mean, I don't feel represented in this at all. Like, I'm not a crazy rich Asian. Like, I don't live this lifestyle. Like, you know, we're, we're so different. Um, I don't see myself represented in this way. But I think Kevin made a good point in saying that if you're always looking for the things that make us different, you're going to find them. But it's more so about what brings us together and what common denominators we have. Because, for example, if you saw a movie that came out and it was of like, I don't know, let's say Kung Fu. Like, like Asian Americans, we don't all do Kung Fu. But there is something about seeing um, someone that looks like you and someone that's paved the way that is like, oh, like I can see myself in that. And it doesn't have to be perfectly aligned in every way, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I like how, like, they kind of obviously just portrayed them as... Like, the draw of the show is that they're crazy rich, right? And they have this bougie lifestyle, but they didn't really, like, overemphasize the fact that they were Asian. Like, it was just Mm -hmm. fact. Like, they were just them. And I think, like, it was just, like, very seamless the way they just, like, started speaking Mandarin. Or, like, the fact Mm -hmm. that one of their biggest parties was Chinese New Year and stuff. It wasn't... I feel like it wasn't so heavily emphasized in a way to, like... The fact that, like, oh, the show is only because they're Asian. It's just, like, they're regular people, um, which was cool, especially since it was set in, like, L.A., whereas, like, Crazy Rich Asians, it was set in mainly, like, Singapore. And so Singapore is, like, in Asia. But here it was, like, L.A., where a lot of reality shows are focused on L.A., but not at all on, like, the minority population and like definitely not like Asians or Asian Americans. So it's just interesting and cool from my perspective to see them like live their LA life because I felt like it was my first time seeing anything like that. I felt like it was this like whole secret world that was now revealed because like all these other like LA reality TV shows like don't have these type of people like on the show, like even in the background. Mm-hmm. Right, and I feel like they essentially just, like, lived out or, like, practiced being inclusive and diverse without, like, talking about it, you know? Like, it's one thing to have, like, that token Asian friend in, let's say an all-white cast or something or like but then they didn't have to be like oh like we include asians like there was nothing that needed to be said because they just lived life 
as it is and it's like oh I, I don't know there's something about normalizing it without saying anything that I think is far more impactful um and I'm not gonna say I came out of the show with like profound learnings about myself or about Asian American culture or anything but I think there were moments like how do I say this like I think at the end of every episode I wanted to keep watching and that's very rare for me like I don't have binge watching tendencies like Cleo can really breeze through shows but for me I'm kind of like one or two episodes I'm good but with this show not that it really ended on cliffhangers but there was just always something going on that I wanted to kind of keep proceeding in because there's so many layers with the friend group like the different dynamics and the pairings and the groups I don't know I'm kind of like just tiptoeing around the actual topics but again kind of like the soul review if you're listening then expect some spoilers <laughs> yeah I mean I'm assuming you guys have watched it if not then stop listening to this but it's like I feel like they did address like stuff like how difficult it is to have a child and also this like kind of patriarchal in social infrastructure within like Asian culture um the fact that's like super important to I guess back then to bear a son and like the pressure that like some of the people in the show felt to have a son and it was just interesting like hearing them talk through that and then um yeah there's just also like a lot of family a ton of family like there were some people like there was someone that was like adopted and goes on this kind of like journey realizing like they do want to understand their culture and consider finding their parents and then there's someone who has like been estranged I guess from her father I don't know if that's the right way to say it but like she's been not connected with her father for a really long time and because um of her friend she's like wait maybe I should look for him because it feels like there's a part of me that's missing and you know these kind of elements with family whether you're rich or not Asian or not I think it's something that a lot of people go through and can connect with um I also feel like it really lends itself well to like the underlying tones of like what Asian culture is because like we are such a familial culture like it's like super common for Asian families to like live with like your grandparents and your grandma and like whatever whereas it may not be so for like other cultures but it's just like we have such like a a we mentality mm-hmm. um, among Asians that I feel like it really just like naturally, I guess naturally came through in the different cast members' life and <laughs> and what was documented just because like family is so ingrained that it's kind of impossible not to be so family oriented. Mm-hmm. This is a bit of a tangent point, um, but I, I think one thing to point out is that the cast of Bling Empire is primarily East Asian so um, I guess it is still a huge stride in the entertainment industry to be represented but I recognize at the same time that like there's you know Southeast Asians and just like different demographics that um, are still kind of I guess struggling with the same thing of trying to break barriers and be represented Um, but yeah most of the cast is I think like Chinese, Japanese. So yeah, I mean, like they. I feel like they did a good job of like trying to kind of <laughs> um, not just focus on one specific like ethnicity. But yeah, I guess would you? Who would you say was your favorite cast member? Mm, there's really only like I would say fifteen to pick from, maybe ten like core people to pick from. 
I would say... I have like two that I'm tied between, but I will go with... I mean, who are you tied between? Kevin and Kane. Okay. So Kevin is really just like sharing all the details of the show, but you're either going to watch it or you're not. So (laughs) hopefully these details will make you want to watch it more. But um, Kevin is a male model. He is the one that is not rich, but he met one of the people early on in his, uh, I guess, life in LA. And so he kind of got sucked into the friend group and he kind of just, I don't know, makes it more relatable. I I feel like there's a definite reason why they chose him to be like the narrator. It's because Mm -hmm. he's essentially vocalizing what we are thinking. Mm -hmm. Like, wow, everything is so lavish and they're so rich. Like, how can there be so much money? And he's kind of like playing out that perspective in real life mm-hmm. because he is the one that is not from similar backgrounds as they are. Right. I feel like he keeps things grounded. Like, there are certain things and conflicts that come up and he speaks out against them. And I'm not saying that's like a rich versus not rich thing, but I think overall, his personality is just kind of like very reasonable. Like, he's kind of dumb sometimes and like. <laughs> He, I don't know. Yeah, he's not the smartest or anything. And he's kind of like figuring out his way around the friend group. Like some someone else in the friend group like gave him super, super expensive gifts. And like he didn't really know how to navigate that because he just kind of like took them. But then another rich friend was like, wait, that's like a test. Like I test people with money. And it's kind of funny seeing him kind of get the, the hang of what it's like to navigate in that friend group. But I think overall his presence is just very, again, like approachable, even though he's like a male model. So in that sense, he's still in a different bubble than us. But yeah, he's all around just like, I feel like he's a good heart. Like there are times in the show where I felt like he just spoke up and I, I don't know, I like respected that. Um, and then the other guy is Kane. Um, he is pretty much like besties with Kevin, super rich. What I like about him is how, even though he's very, how do I say this? Like he teases people and he jokes around. At the end of the day, he's an absolutely amazing friend and he doesn't get involved with any of the drama that goes on in the show, really. Yeah, I was like actually pretty surprised that he seemed, at least in the show, like such a kind, good-hearted person, especially since like he's so rich you would think that it would definitely, I don't know, messed with his head or something. But I was surprised, actually, that he, again, yeah, like, is a, such a loyal, good person. Right. But, but I, I feel like he's Maybe it's just goal. the way they shot the show. Maybe in real life yeah. he sucks, but from at least what we saw. Right. But then I'm like, I honestly think out of all the clips that they could have used, I'm like, I think overall he seems like a top-notch guy, whereas they're, I think everyone else kind of had elements to them that was like, you know like he just seems like he genuinely cares so much about his friends and he uses his money for good in that way um like again just diving into the details like him and kevin went out of their way to fly all the way um down south to like help their friend help help their friend with something i'll just leave it at that yes help their friend with something i'm like we don't need to spill (laughs) everything um yeah there's only eight episodes and we're really getting into it but yeah like using money for good in that way and like I don't know I think he just he is also very spiritual like he's buddhist and stuff and like I don't know he just doesn't let like the money itself define him like I think there's a lot of elements to him that make him who he is but I mean you can tell he looks like stinking rich but he's, yeah he's not like a 
I have a feeling he's only in the show because he's like the reason why Kevin hangs out with the rest of them. But I'm mm. like, no offense, but he wasn't like a huge personality. Which I thought he would be. Right. Based on the memes, mm-hmm. based on whatever. But I, I'm like, I think he's just like the main connection between Kevin and the rest of the crew. Mm. But I, I think mean, he is a connector though, because he is like good friends with like everyone. Right. I don't want to list, like, I mean, I'm, like, pointing at certain names, but... But, like, I feel like he's just, like, a... He's just, like, a neutral. Like, he's... I feel like he's just always there. Right, and, like, he's not a protagonist like or an antagonist. Yeah, he's just, like, a neutral. But I think because he was neutral, that makes him one of my faves. But what about you? Which one was your favorite... I say character, but, like, who's your favorite person? Because they're just themselves. <laughs> I didn't... Again, I did not feel as strongly about the show or the cast as you... Um, for vanity reasons, I would say Kim Lee mm. because she's so stinking beautiful. And I'm yeah. like, wow, she's a DJ, which is cool. She's a model, which is cool. And she, I feel like, I mean, I don't know in her entire backstory, but from like what I know from the show, it's like cool that she's built up this career for herself um, and that. She is so successful, and now she can, like, provide for, like, her mom and stuff. And I don't know. Like, obviously, I don't think she's perfect because you'll see in the show she, like, makes some bad decisions sometimes. But um, I don't know. Just for vanity reasons. I like her because she's goals. Yeah, I feel like you need that person that causes trouble in any reality show, and she kind of adds that flavor, I suppose. Um People say that she kind of has, like, like a Kardashian look, but she's like, no. Like, I've always looked like this, even before. Um, so there's that. You can kind of picture it. But, I mean, I think we both know and everyone knows who the least favorite member is. Do we? Yes. Yes. Are we on the same page? I don't know. Who's your least favorite? Anna? No! Andrew. Oh, Andrew. Sorry. I didn't even think he was a character. He's, like, so, like, wiped out of my mind. He's so bad. He's so bad. He... No offense, Andrew, if you happen to listen to this. <laughs> very, you know. He used to be one of the Power Rangers, so. No, I mean, he was he in peaked. one movie. He peaked. One time <laughs> as the Red Ranger. But, like, uh, it's just, like, him, he's dating this girl in the show named Kelly. So he's also in the show. And, like, you kind of see their relationship, and then it's just, like, a hot, stinking mess, and, like, just kind of, like, triggers me, but I'm, like, oof. But they're still together, so the show was shot, like, in 2018, or, like, some clips were shot in 2018, so they've been together for, like, even longer now, and he's just such a frustrating character, and I'm, like, I wonder if he's gonna be in season two, and how that's gonna play out. But I, yeah, I watched another interview where Kelly was in it and she did allude to a season two. So I'm actually very looking forward to it. I don't know. Like maybe I, not so secretly, like I just love these kind of shows. Like I don't like Bachelorette. Like I don't like Real Housewives, but like Love Island and like Bling Empire, like stuff that goes like beyond a layer, you know, and they go a little bit past the trashy and like I don't is, think like, Love Island goes past the trashy. No, because I think they, they're just more creative with the trashy. I just feel like at least in Love Island, for example, like they actually care about each other. 
Like, they look like out. I think that's like a bare minimum. I mean, The Bachelor cares about the other women. I guess. I don't know why. I just didn't. Like, in Bachelor in Paradise, like, they care, the couples care about each other. So I'm like, that's bare minimum. I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's, like, the different elements of, like, Love Island has, like, they all have, like, fun different, like, accents, maybe. I'm like, and I don't Blank think. And Empire, they have. I'm like, I don't think you need to justify yourself for liking trash TV. It is what it is. You can like it, even if there's no second layer of meaning. I mean, I will say I think Bling Empire is not as trashy as, like, I wouldn't even call it trashy TV. It's just, like, reality show, which people associate with, you know, trash I mean, TV. I mean, I think it is exactly what it is, and, like, it, it's, like, a slightly elevated, slightly more exaggerated lifestyles. So I'm like, that's why we watch it. If it was just, like, completely normal then why would we want to watch them? But it's, like, not trashy, but they do stuff that are, like, hmm, that's crazy. That would never happen. Like, those, like, that, like, plastic surgery party. Mm. Or, like, that scene in Anna's house where they, like, find something in the home and, like, throw mm. it out on the lawn. It's like, like that, that would never happen to us. That would never happen to us. But it's, like, it's, like, I mean, that's why we're watching the show. It's, like, a bougie vlog. I do love a good vlog, so... <laughs> I mean, overall, like, what would you rate this show? Um, I mean, again, I did not, like, I thought, again, it was, like, a cool, fun, easy, breezy watch. Um, I guess I would say seven. But I'm very, I'm very generous with my ratings, so. (laughs) Everything's a seven. (laughs) Everything's a seven, unless it's, like, life-changing, then it's a nine. But I guess I guess if I was being very critical, I would say like no, no, a seven, a seven seems right. Mm. I would rate it probably eight out of ten. Like it's not my favorite show ever, but like just bonus points for representation for being such an easy watch. Like again, very few shows leave me wanting more. Like I mean, part of it is also it was only eight episodes, so there was like no drag because before I knew it, it was over. Um, got some good laughs. I mean, I got, a, I, I think I got a cry out of it towards the end. I don't know if you did. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I don't know why. The show was, like, not as impactful for me. Mm. Obviously, again, it was good and I, like, would recommend. And it is cool to see, like, the Asian and Asian American representation and just, yeah, just, it's, like, it's great, but... Um, it's not like my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, eight out of ten. It's just good. I mean, if you want something kind of in the background, like that's why I started watching it. I was like, what can I watch while doing? I don't know something else that I don't need to think about. Like honestly, I wanted it up like while I was working because I can't watch something that has like a really elaborate plot when I'm working. Um, but I also didn't want to like switch my music every single time i didn't like the song so i was like okay i'm just gonna put this in the background and then before i knew it, i was like i'm hooked i don't know maybe it was just time and place i was just in this kind of mood so yeah i feel like the editors and the producers did a good job of building narratives and storylines and i felt like every episode it was kind of like peeling the layers of the onion mm-hmm. like they'll kind of like mention something in episode one and then kind of just like builds in a way but slowly in an organic way i feel like that allows the viewer to 
get a better understanding of like the cast and like their background and like why they act the way they act. Like for Christine, that's she's one of the like I would say like main character slash source of drama in the show Mm -hmm. at first like she does stuff that's like super sus in my opinion like why but then like I think as she kind of in her like sit down interviews and stuff you can kind of see and understand like why she kind of does this stuff and it very much humanizes them in like a relatable way so yeah and then I think another thing about the cast is like you kind of mentioned like sprinkles like it's not too much of anyone so let's say you really hated it's a too much of character. Andrew. It's too it's, much of Andrew. It's not a deal breaker because it kind of goes from group to group, like pair to pair, person to person. And so I think it does a good job of, yeah, making it a good overall cast. Um, like if you really like someone, like there's enough of them. But if you really don't like someone, again, it's not like you're like, ugh, like I, I hate the main character. So, I mean, I think that's really the gist of it i didn't yeah oh wikipedia says it's the first american reality television series in which the main cast are all east asians living in the united states Hmm. i figured it was but it's good to get confirmation that's actually pretty insane yeah it's just like it's kind of i think the the development i guess the advancements for asian americans in um in media Mm -hmm. and entertainment has i think sped up exponentially Mm -hmm. like 10 years ago with like wong fu i feel like that was like kind of slow going it still is in comparison but then now like and now because like they said they made wong fu mainly because like they were tired of like not seeing any asian american representation every anywhere so then they kind of decided to you know put things in their own hands and the like, cast Asian Americans and like Asian people in their like YouTube and shorts and whatever. Mm-hmm. And before there'd be like nobody in like, you know, mainstream media that like looked like us. And now I feel like it's becoming more and more commonplace, which is good. Um, and this is just yet another, I guess, win for us. Yeah, I feel like there is still obviously lots of room to continue growing obviously like for Wang Fu they've been doing this for so 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 many years and they're like a little over three million subscribers where I don't know I feel like three million is such a low number nowadays especially with like TikTok and just like how crazy fast things can go viral um so I'm very much you know, do appreciate, like, their presence um, in the media, and I think that their subscribers are very much loyal. But I think there's still a bit of staying within our bubble. Like, I would I would guess, I mean, I, I think I pretty much can say for, like, for sure that it's mainly Asian Americans watching Wong Fu and resonating with Wong Fu Productions. But it is really cool to see how with Bling Empire, you know, there's people from all backgrounds that are watching and being interested and connecting in different ways because you don't have to be Asian American to understand what it's like to be adopted, you know, or to not be in a good place with your parents or to struggle with having a child. Like all these things are just like so human, but by watching this and like connecting on that element at the same time, other people are learning more about Asian American culture just by watching it. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, 
I recommended this show to my coworkers and one of my directors, he who is um, who is not Asian, was like, "Oh my gosh, this show is so addicting! It is so good!" And I'm like, "Yes." So it's like very interesting to see people that are not Asian watching this and enjoying it as much as we did. Mm-hmm. So it's like, whoa! It's a good way to I don't know invite people into something, I suppose, because. If you wanted to like tell them like, hey, watch this documentary on Asian American history, like probs not gonna get any takers, but you know, an easy to watch reality TV show, like maybe that'll I don't know, allow them to dip their toes. But all to say, you guys kinda get the gist of the show, how we feel about it. It's it's a very easy watch and I know we we all are running out of stuff to watch in quarantine, so put yeah. this on your list. <laughs> yeah. I would recommend. I mean, again, I'm definitely running out of things to watch. And I'm like, now I'm just watching like old movies from like mid 2000s because I'm running out of things to watch. Right. And that's that's saying a lot because I feel like Netflix has come out with so much better content in the past couple of years, you know? Yeah. But again, if you're in the market, recommend this and let us know what you think. Yeah, I think that's it for today um we were talking last week about how we've just been saying bye and we haven't actually been ending our podcast the way we used to and i didn't really notice but i feel like we have was it just a couple episodes oh oh because like we don't say like our catchphrase which i will say in a second but yes (laughs) we're just like um we're hungry or like we're very tired bye (laughs) i'm like i don't know if you guys can tell today was not my day like i'm so out of it you know we just have those days when you're just like everybody has those days yeah everybody knows what what i'm talking about everybody gets that way sure um (laughs) like you just want to be a burrito and like fetal position and just watch bad nicholas cage movies there's a lot of those, so... <laughs> and just, you know, just do nothing. And just let the soft glow of your laptop just wash over you as you... Embroider. <laughs> as you embroider. <laughs> and you're, like, low energy, and you're like, hmm, I'm craving something to eat, but I don't know what. Anyways. That's pretty much every other night. The funny thing is, I think sometimes when we record, I'm like, oh gosh, we were both so, like, dead, like... Like, maybe one of us just wasn't into it, or we're both, like, really tired from work, or just, like, down, or, like, whatever. But I swear, whenever I listen back, I'm like, why does this sound like we're, like, off the walls energetic? But I don't know. Maybe that's just what I think. I don't... I'm curious to... Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. Can you guys tell that I'm, like, not not here? I'm like, got a WebMD. Am I depressed? Let me know. <laughs> I used to do that sophomore year in college. I was so sad. It was a low point. I would WebMD literally every other day. Yeah, but every time you WebMD, it's, it's like the depression? worst of the worst. And then it was inconclusive. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, I don't think I'm depressed. But then every other day I'd be like, WebMD. Um, but anyways, tangent aside, <laughs> hopefully you guys still enjoyed this like rabble, rusal word vomit yeah um, this one was particularly just but you know if you made it thank you yeah i think it's because <laughs> i wasn't here to be guardrails and just you know pop in with some incredible insights as usual <laughs> today's not my day everybody it's okay like you said it's a reality tv show you don't need profound insights yeah 
But anyways, we're really dragging out the ending. I just wanted to talk about how we haven't been using our, you know, the name of our podcast to, to wrap things up. But anyways, with all of that said, we are going to call it a day. Bye. Bye.